so our service this morning is being led by Ron. Um, as usual, uh, please keep yourself on mute if you're on Zoom, um, unless you're taking part or unless uh, you're told otherwise. Hi, can you hear me now? Morning. Morning. Uh, today's call to, call to worship is taken from Psalm 54. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that when we search your face, you answer us. That when we're not looking for you, you're looking for us. And you find us. So when we need you, you're always there. I knew there's nothing but love for us. Love which is bottomless, timeless, as wide as the universe. Sometimes we forget that. Lord, remind us daily who you are, who we are, and what we matter to you. In your name. Amen. Now, I think it's on to the Lord's Prayer, uh, which is down to me. So, um, should we bring your screens? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And we have uh, our first song. So those at home, you don't have to wear a mask. Sing your hearts out. Those in the church, keep your mask on and sing quietly. Thank you. never failing let mercy fall on me everyone needs forgiveness 
kindness of the Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to say, He is mighty to say forever. Author of salvation, heroes and conquered the again guys now I'm unmuted next bit is birthdays right so I can see people in this room but I can't see and I can see people on screen so has anybody got a birthday today or this coming week be prepared because if you say yes the only person that's saying happy birthday to you is me right so doesn't appear to be I thought Fiona's moving then, but she's not. No. We can sing up a birthday to Fiona just in case. No? Okay. In which case, can we have our first Bible read? This is from Ephesians verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbour. We are all members of one body. 
in your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing will steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with any form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And now I've got the second reason for this I'm reading from John 6, verse 35, and then through to 41. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Amen. My talk today is, has been titled, Talking the Walk. That's a bit of play on a common phrase, walking the talk. My talk today is titled, Talking the Walk. 
And one of the first things I noticed in Romans reading of John's gospel was that those listening to Jesus began to grumble. It might well come as a surprise to you and to many of you here in the room and those outside the room that from time to time I've been known to grumble a bit. There's no shock and surprise faces in the room. There must be some applies to everybody outside. Um, often, in my own case, mainly, of course, with justification. Okay? It's normally drivers who are not driving quite as good as me. I never make mistakes, can I will? I'm sure that applies to most of us. It's everybody else in the world. And those of us who might remember sufficiently in the past, the great salvation series, One Foot in a Grave, I have been referred to sometimes as resembling, in many ways, a certain victim milieu. Now, please, I'm going to say the phrase. Now, what we say? I don't believe it. Yes, I don't believe it. Surely not me. However, grumbling is something we humans seem to be able to excel at with little effort. Be it in person, be it in writing, be it online. Be it emails, be it WhatsApp, be it Facebook. We're very good at it. And grumbling is fine in moderation. However, after a short while, it has a tendency to spiral downwards. I've never yet known anyone to find grumbling to be uplifting. Never. When we look at the background to the passage that Ron read in John, the background to it, Jesus, two days early to this event, has just fed 5,000 people with a few loaves and a few fishes. People have seen, oh, in the meantime, after then, he's walked on water. So not everyone saw Jesus walking on water, but everyone who had been present would have noticed Jesus feeding 5,000 people. When Jesus says it's bread of life, he's indicated a little bit about the fact that, that previous to that, he's just fed 5,000. Um, the problem he has, which is what picked up by the Jews, that really got the, the rag a little bit, 
doesn't go from 35. It goes later. From 36, he says, I told you, I've seen, you have seen me, and still you don't believe. All those a father gives to me, comes to me. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. And they say, well, that sounds good. Then he says, for I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the father and the son, believes him, shall be eternal life, and I will raise them on the last day. All good stuff. All powerful stuff. But some of the Jews amongst them said, what's he talking about? We know his mum and dad. How could this be? And they grumble amongst themselves. As it carries on, it deteriorates further. He tells them, stop grumbling. This is the crack. You've just seen me do this. I'm telling you what's happening. I am the rare life. Those who feed off me will have a life eternal. And at 51, he says the words, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And he grumbled again. But they're not grumbling this time. They're sharply arguing. It's gone from grumbling to arguing, but they're not arguing with Jesus. They're arguing amongst themselves. They're not directly speaking to Jesus. They're winding themselves up. They're winding themselves down. That's narrow down. Unfortunately, we live in an age where this spiral can run unchecked with ease. We don't need to be in the same place with other people. Or even the same country. I'm a member, I'm sure you are, of a number of Facebook groups. Where conversations can get pretty unpleasant very quickly. I'm not just talking about community groups pages. I'm also on several professional industrial industries groups, first industry groups. And sometimes them discussions are really bad. We often say things instead of saying, um, here's a question, now play nicely to everybody because we know there'll be people amongst them that's gonna dig holes and really wind things up. The problem is that once words are said, or typed, and sent, they don't easily fade away. From Ephesians, Paul tells us clearly what we shall, what we say, and that is important. I'm just going to get. I'm going to highlight a few verses from this. He says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehoods and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are 
all members of the one body. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And in 29, he says, do not let any unwholesome talk, any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for a building of others up according to their needs. That's we benefit those who listen. And at 30 to 32, he said, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, the God, with whom you're sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to another, forgiving each other, just as Christ Jesus forgave you. Now, I can't expand on those words. Those words are in true for all of us. But I'm going to look for some examples. I thought, one of the single examples, so we'll display it to you, what made me feel nice and sad. I want to make you feel a bit happy and jolly. There's a plus base to this. I want to show examples. I was thinking of a great evening. Myself and my great family went out to see a play several weeks ago at Walton Gardens. Outdoor production. And we went to see A Mistermas Night's Dream. Brilliant play. All it. And I was thinking when I was working on this sermon, I thought, why is Mistermas Night's Dream coming to my mind? Well, it's an example of how words can be used badly. How things can go a bit pear-shaped pretty quick. And I was going to try and find clips for this, but we can't, for some reason, broadcast, live stream through our uh, Shakespeare Company's productions. But I'm going to give you a brief story about it, and then I'm going to introduce a couple of characters who's going to read some of the parts. Colin's going, oh no, <laughs> be prepared. A little bit about it for those who are not in a play. It's all based in summer. It's called A Midsummer's Night's Dream. It takes place over two days on one night. It's based in Athens, sometime in the past. It's got an awful lot of people who love each other in it. Right? It has two groups of young lovers. It has a king, well, actually a duke, is marrying the queen of the Amazons, who he captured in war, so he's marrying her. We have a fairy king and a fairy queen who are having a bit of a tiff at the moment. 
He's called Oberon and she's called Titania. If you go forget the names, don't worry about it. And we have a group of amateur dramatics who work in the play that's pretty bad, but they're going to perform it at the wedding the following day. There's a big fallout to start it off. One of the young couples. One of the young couples is going to be separated. This person called Lysander and Amia. And Amia is going to find herself. She's going to find herself either executed or forced to become a nun the following day. If she doesn't marry who she's told to marry, unfortunately, she loves the other guy. They decide to run off into the forest, Athens. Not the ones on fire at the moment, right? Nearby. Are you all there yet? You gonna stop stopping? They're tired, they fall asleep. The person who wants them to be here, he's not a young Athenian, he's also in the woods. Same as a girl loves the other guy. It's getting a bit confusing. I know, Shakespeare does that. They go to sleep. Now, where is the bit? The king of the fairies says to his puck, which is the hobgoblin, go and sprinkle some of this liquid from this flower into an eye of a young Athenian man in the woods. So he falls in love with this other woman. Puck does this, but unfortunately does it to the wrong person. And he puts it in the eye of the guy. He's run off for a young girl to escape to a lobe. And when he wakes up, he realizes he doesn't love Ermia at all. In fact, he's madly in love with this woman called Alenia. Now, where's I'm going to introduce my actors? I have one actor here in the church who is playing the role of Lysander, and he would do the speaking role of Lysander, and that is our very own David Thurston. And I have another actor at home who would be playing the role of Amia, and we'll say hello to Van der Gemmel. So, David, please come forward. I must say, this is when they wake up and they realise it's all going very, very bad. What? Should I hurt her? Strike her? Kill her? Although I hate her, I'll not harm her so. What? What can you do me great harm than hate? Hate me? Why? Oh me, what news, my love? Am not I, Hermia? Are not you, Lysander? I am as fair now as I ever was. Since night since the night you loved me, yet since this night you left me. 
Why then you left me? Oh, God forbid, in earnest shall I say. I, by my life, and never did desire to see thee more. Therefore be out of hope, of question, of doubt. Be certain, nothing truer, tis no jest, that I do hate thee and love Helena. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that requires an applause. You'll be pleased to know that all ends well. Right? Auburn says, you've made a mistake. Where's the something about this? At the end of the day, all the couples get together. They all get married. They all live every every after. It's a wonderful time. Because you have this row. Then you go to sleep. Then you get the drops in your eyes again. And it all wakes up great. So the second day is brilliant. We even see a play. Inside the play. Oh, that is a bit weird. Quite funny. I won't be doing that one. It all ends up perfect. It is like a dream for two young couples that they all shared. A weird dream that they all shared. On all the unpleasantness is forgotten. However, real life isn't like that. We don't live in the dream. Words that are said can't be unsaid. Things that are written can't be unwritten. Once the email or message is sent, it can't be unsent. So let's look again. I've got Ephesians reading. Let me find it. I'm looking. Verse 29. So this is where we should be. Not talking the walk. Let's both talk the walk here. In verse 29. Talking that walk. Do not let our unwholesome words talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. For it benefit those who listen. Yeah. And later in verse 32, this is a bit when we are walking that talk. Be kind and compassionate to another, forgiving each other just as in Christ, that God forgave you. Let's do what he asks. It will end well. 
Paul talks us our last bit from Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And if you think about such things, we would do such things. It will end well. When we wake up, it'd be just great. Amen. Now, I think it's time for our next song.
If you want to come to our forwards to the press. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear the prayers on our hearts. We pray, Lord, that the words of our lips and the meditations of our hearts may be gracious and good. We pray that our speech would guide our brothers and sisters in Christ and honour your name by speaking the truth in love. This we ask in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, forgive us for any bitterness that we have harboured in our heart against you or others. Thank you that we have been forgiven by grace through faith in Christ. Help us to live our lives always to honour you, Lord, and help us to be slow to anger, quick to forgive, and abounding in steadfast love, kindness, compassion, forgiveness, and grace, to the glory of Christ. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your immeasurable forgiveness towards us. May we reflect you in our thoughts, words, and deeds. And we pray that we will be kind, compassionate and forgiving towards others, just as you forgave us in Christ, in whose name we pray. We pray today for Jenny, Stuart and our elders. Continue to guide them through the power of your Holy Spirit to help bring glory to your church across Birchwood and Warrington. Build and strengthen them through this holiday time, being refreshed by your guiding spirit of truth. Heavenly Lord, we turn to you in these troubled times and ask for your peace and love to overcome these days of darkness and sadness brought into the world through COVID, sickness, greed, war, drought and displacement. Let us take a moment to pray, to pray for those known to us who need our prayers. We pray too for those from our fellowship who, for whatever reason, can't join us online here each week or here in church. May they know your peace and love at this time of uncertainty and feel the strength and assurance under your wings. May we follow the light of your love and spread hope. May we be led to share what we have with those in need. May we be signs of your compassion in the world. 
And finally, a prayer for ourselves, a prayer of hope. Dear God, when I stand at the beginning of a new day, bless me with vision to see the best of things to come, wisdom to make good decisions, and most of all, faith that you are walking with me every step of the way. Amen. Dad's just checking something quite important on Facebook. I think it is, isn't it, Derek? Maxine's birthday today. It's Maxine's birthday today. So, a bit late in the day, we're going to sing her birthday to Maxine. I will, anyway, you can see it quietly. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Maxine. Happy birthday to you. No, happy note. We've got a final song. But before the song comes aboard, I was reminded about this song only last Monday. Monday, I was at Libra Beach. Right, so guess what the song is. In my wrestling, in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence, you won't let go. In the questions, your truth will hold. Great love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Oh, you are the peace in my troubled sea My 
Thank you. Now, we to uh, say grace, please. The screens, please. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.